I say, I say, I say it. There has been a murder in this here review today. Joining us today is Ben over here. Ben, say hello. Blood has been spilled, and I must find out who the perpetrator is. And I, of course, am your host this evening, uh, Scott. Hello there. This is a review, and uh, we will be dropping this country fried fried uh, schlaw here uh, right about now. Okay, that's all you get. Uh, so, yes, today we will be reviewing Knives Out, the latest movie by... Uh, internet turd Ryan Johnson, <laughs> which is now what I'm calling him because uh, uh, full disclosure, uh, I don't like Ryan Johnson. Uh, this is not to speak of the quality of his films. I'm saying I don't like him as a person. I don't know him as a person. He might be delightful. But uh, he, as most of you I'm sure are aware, directed the last Star Wars movie, The Last Jedi uh, which uh, I am not going to comment on the quality of that movie uh, or how much I think it sucks. It's shitty. But, it's really shitty. <laughs> um, Ryan Johnson has basically created an entire new career out of like trying to own people online for trolling that movie or whatever. It's called subverting expectations. Yeah. <laughs> and like... I don't really care about Star Wars either way. Um, I just I hate anyone that gets involved with Star Wars and like makes it a thing. You know, like that's why John Favreau is cool with this Mandalorian because he's just kind of making the show and isn't really being a dick about it. And it's a good show, anyways. So Ryan Johnson, I I loved Looper. I loved Brick, which are two movies that he did before Star Wars. Yeah. Um, so Knives Out is his latest movie, and I'm trying to go into this dropping the Ryan Johnson baggage and say, okay, I love some of his older movies. He Maybe... also directed some of the best episodes of Breaking Bad as well. Yeah, he's a very a... heavy hand in the you know some of the awesome, the best stuff about that show. Sure, Ozymandias, like arguably the best episode of the whole series. Sure, was directed by him. So like, we fully acknowledge like he is talented. Yeah, and yeah. he's done some. A lot of like really cool shit that we both enjoy quite right. a bit. Yeah, his talents is not in question here. Yes, we uh, want to make that clear. He's definitely an asshole, but his talents is not in question here. <laughs> so um, that being said, all that being said, uh, Knives Out comes out, and I see the trailer. Looks great. It's got an all star cast. Uh, you've got Chris Evans. You, I'm just gonna go down the line. You've got Daniel Craig, Chris Evans, uh, Ana de Armas, Jamie Lee Curtis, Michael Shannon, Don Johnson, Tony Collette, Lakeith Stanfield, Christopher, Christopher Plummer, Catherine Langford. Uh, the list goes on. I mean, it's a pretty well stacked yeah. cast of well known Prob- big actors. Probably right up there. Um, with like Avengers Endgame or like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood of being like one of the elite ensembles of the year and sure. you're just going just like all right which movie just from the top down just have top like billing the most stacked cast it's arguably this one this is really help and you know so a lot of good going in with this uh the trailer very fun energetic mm-hmm. trailer it is a a whodunit uh the movie yeah. is very uh very proud of itself for being a whodunit it calls itself a whodunit by ryan johnson uh so there's no question as to what this is if you're wondering what is a whodunit well it is a a type of mystery story crime story popularized by agatha christie you know the game clue the game clue uh the idea of 
the audience is being provided little clues to a murder yeah. and then you're trying to unravel it with the characters as you go, right? Okay. So love it. Love everything about this going in. And so we just watched the movie and it was fine. It was yeah. fine. I mean, we're going in with pretty high expectations and then not only that, but the critical acclaim of this movie is through the roof. Like everyone is pretty much like this yeah. is the best movie of the year. It's a 96 on Rotten Tomatoes, which we don't always talk about, but you know, it's worth noting. When it's that uh, high, it's a relevant factor to bring in, you know, like, you know, if a movie's like a 68 or something, I'm I'm more specula- speculative sure. the lower the score is, to be sure. quite frank, because like that just indicates like divisiveness and right. You know, maybe like some differing opinions, but like something's going to be like that is especially if it's like the 50s or 60s. You're like, oh, well, I'm going to see this and judge like there's a coin flip. I'll like it when it's this high. It's like, okay, like consensus, consensus, the consensus in the public and the critics are this that this movie is really, really fucking good. Last Jedi was like a 92 on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, that's fine. Um, (laughs) So I'm not I'm not here to be Mr. You know, Mister Different, and be like, "Oh, this this really well acclaimed movie." I don't want to be like Honey Boy all over again. Or like, "Oh, this movie sucks because everyone likes it." This movie does not suck. This is a very well crafted film. Um, the performances are mostly pretty uh, stellar. Uh, you've got all these people here that I love to see all kind of, as you've said, hamming it up, really having fun with this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my overall deal with this movie is it just feels like it is trying way too hard. Like there is yeah. this over overwhelming feeling of just this movie wanting you to like it to a point where it becomes cloying and irritating in a weird way to me. To the point where I was actively, like, rooting against the movie. And this isn't, like, the story or, like, it's just, like, there's something about it. It just felt so, like, I I don't know. I'm I'm not that, I guess, active in my, I think, like, an annoyance with it. I never got annoyed with it. I just became, like... The second act specifically just got a little tedious for me. Sure. And I just kind of got disengaged um, by uh, what was going on. I was like, okay, get to the point. Um, But then it, like, I think we were talking about, like, it really kind of came together in, like, kind of a fun, pulpy, albeit convoluted way in the third act. But it it at least, like kept up a certain level of energy that I think. Well, and I'll say now, maybe a little late, uh, we'll try to avoid spoilers for the most yeah. part. Um, this, since this is a mystery movie. Dancing around it. Um, we'll dance around it, but, you know, as is the case with any review, take that with a grain of salt. If you really don't want to be, you know, know what's going on, go see the movie first. Um, yeah, I think the movie starts off really strong. I mean, you've mm-hmm. got the... Uh, this isn't a spoiler. This is a pretty, you know, this going in. The setup is that uh, Christopher Plummer, who's like the patriarch of this family, is found dead by apparent suicide. All of them are come in to be questioned by the police, and then it goes further. They bring in Benoit Blanc, uh, who is Daniel Craig, who is a renowned uh, a detective. What did they just private investigator? Yeah. But they described him very specifically as like the last 
of his kind yeah. of like detectives that are like private investigators that like do what he's doing, which is like being in, uh, being Sherlock Holmes. He's a gentleman sleuth. Yes. So he's very like there's notes, which again, like Daniel Craig being the best, arguably the best part of this movie. He's certainly really. like top three. I would say um, not arguably. I would say 100 percent. He's the yeah. best part of this movie. Yeah. Because <laughs> you have him being, you know, like the authentic version of Michael Scott's impression from that episode of The Office. There's been a murder yeah, and you are a suspect. This. He's that guy and he's just hamming it up as being like this like Southern inspector guy, right? But he also is like... He's the smartest guy in the room. Exactly. And, and he's every time... He's engaging and like... Yeah. Whenever he's on screen, all these people around him are idiots playing his game. That's what it mm. feels like. And it's like every time you see him interacting with everyone else... It's like he know. It's like you feel like he knows the answer, and he's trying to get them to say it, mm-hmm. which is great. I think that's the best parts of the movie, and a lot of the beginning, the first act, is him interviewing them one on one. The way that it's intercut together with the other interviews, I thought was really well well done and well executed. Very to where, clever too. Yeah, it's fun, and it's it's. I mean, it's you know, it's not it's not reinventing the wheel. We've seen this kind of editing style before, where. Mm-hmm. Many people are being interviewed at once, but they're basically all telling a straightforward sentence that are all stringing together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like they're all so it's like one of those kind of deals. Very fun. Um, and then I think where the movie kind of starts to lose me, and I think this is maybe a mistake, is that it decides to choose a protagonist. Yeah, I think that's where the who done it angle of this movie starts to kind of unravel a little bit is that yeah. you start following Marta, who is the housekeeper and, uh, or the, I'm sorry, the nurse. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, that's actually an important detail. Uh, she's the nurse, uh, for Christopher Plummer. And, and you, you start off the movie following her and then you kind of lose her for a while. And then the second act really kind of hammers in that. No, no, this is her story. Right. And I think that is Part of the thing that took it out of it for me is that with a whodunit, you don't really want anyone to be like the main. You want the mystery to be the protagonist. Yes, I think. Yes, and I think like obviously, with choosing a side, they're still going to be providing information that is unreliable, or you can't trust everything you're seeing to a certain degree because it is a mystery movie. But it does still end up becoming biased in one direction. And that's when you start getting more of the irritating Ryan Johnson internet troll stuff where he's like trying to make political statements and talking about like alt-right trolls. And he's talking about like take off that red hat. And then the other people are being like it gets very current Trump politic. And it dates the movie immediately. And not only that, it's like the most bland, like what we've like, what was already being beaten over our heads like two years ago. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's any kind of, and movies are political all the time. I'm not saying that you shouldn't do politics in movies, but like in this story, there's literally no place for it at all. It sticks out like a sore fucking. Well, he's definitely trying to like i don't know what exactly his message is it's unclear but i do know that he's clearly trying to make some sort of message against like 
rich white people versus like the people that are like hired to assist that are poor at their will and how there's been like this power dynamics and stuff. You know what I mean? Like by the end of the movie, it's very clear what he's, it's not clear what he's trying to say. It is definitely clear that he's trying to like shoehorn in a political message in with what should just be a whodunit, which should not, I'm going to stop using that word, but this kind of story doesn't warrant that extra baggage. Uh, yes. It, it was fun just watching it unravel. And I think one of the big fun parts is between the interviews and the uh, visit or like the post funeral, whatever, at the house, when you really get all the family together, it kind of turns into very succession esque. Like the first two acts, especially, I was reminded of succession a lot. And like Christopher Plummer, the way he talks, like in flashbacks, of course, because he's dead. <laughs> um, a very, very succession in the way this is all like business orientated, and there's a lot of like he said, she said, yeah. and overhearing, and everyone is in and each other's double crossings and yeah. the tentacles being in all these different places, and yeah, it's very and it reminded me a lot of Succession and also that movie, um, uh, the other one with the Ready game, or Not, Ready or Not, which yeah. we reviewed earlier this year, um, both of which felt like they're drawing from similar wells, mm-hmm. which obviously, once again, this like this year, 2019 is the year of like class warfare films. Like that's obvious. Like yeah. it's, every movie is about that. Um, if you haven't realized that yet, look at a Wikipedia list of all the movies and like, Oh my God, they're all about that. Listen to all of our reviews. They, that, yeah. that phrase class warfare comes up in every how, review. How many in just the last few months? I mean, ready or not was clearly one parasite, parasite, um, Joker. Uh, you've, you've got Jojo rabbit to a certain degree. Sure. I mean, like all these movies are dealing with this kind of stuff right now. Um, so it's not surprising, but once again, it feels like unnecessary in this movie. It, yeah. it feels like that element was being pushed. It was make. the most out of place in this movie. Yeah. I think in any other, any other ones. Um, so where you end up, and we'll be kind of vague, but the movie, the second act, I think a lot of it, What it, another problem, what it is for me, is that in the first act, when you're having Daniel Craig interviewing all the people, he's the most... He's the smartest man in the room, as I said. He's in control of the situation. Mm. The second act has a lot of almost farcical moments where the movie is leading you to believe that he is really unaware of things that are happening. But by the end of the movie, he's trying to make you think he is aware of what's happening. But if you're watching the movie, even watching the trailer, that's the impression you get from his character, that he's the kind of guy that would make you think he doesn't know what's going on, but is actually very observant. So the entire second act of the movie, which is doing the work of trying to kneecap that, Mm -hmm. and it's basically trying to subvert your expectations, which is something that Ryan Johnson has now become famous for because of the Star Wars movie, which we mentioned earlier. Um, It's like you go into this movie thinking, okay, this is Ryan Johnson, which means he's going to subvert our expectations, which means that your expectation walking into this movie is to have them subverted. Which means, what do you do to subvert a subverted expectation? You just do exactly the thing that you were thinking he would do the opposite of. Which means he's just going the most simple route, but getting there in the most convoluted way possible, which is why you could not even follow that sentence. Because it was incredibly convoluted, just like this movie. 
uh, because by the time you get to what actually is going on, it's not bad. It's just like one of those, like, I don't know. It's just so, it's so convoluted that like, if you actually like follow the yarn all the way back to the beginning, it might not actually even work. I'm sure it does, but you know what I mean? Where it's like, it's too perfect the way the dominoes are laid out. Yeah. Anytime when you need to segment out an entire portion of the movie where a character essentially tells you step by step what this person did. And then it's only that. I mean, like, it's hard to criticize, though, because, like, I do think there's oftentimes that element in these types of stories of having a character lay everything out for you at the end. Yeah, but... Like, I think that's pretty common with these types, like, especially yeah. a whodunit, especially, like, to but... have a Daniel Craig, like, the, the private investigator come out and be like, here it is, here's the, what happened. But in this movie, it felt like the least clever part because it was just being like you said it is the most convoluted path to get to your base level expectation well and because like you've painted yourself into a corner to just to to such a degree with certain narrative and reveal choices that are made that you can't completely disconnect from that to get to where so we're being very we're being very vague basically without spoiling the movie if you've seen it you know exactly what we mean around the second act you are flat out told what has happened to christopher Plummer. they show you a scene from a character's perspective how he died Uh right at the halfway part Uh so which means that either that's not what happened there's more to it or the person whose perspective we're following is lying because this is a mystery movie. Could be any of these things. Now, the movie immediately underhands one of those options. It's mm-hmm. like, nope, this person's not lying because you see why. Now, what ends up happening as a result at the end is like doing so much work to make the person that you are following who you think is guilty in air quotes to make them not guilty. The movie does a ridiculous amount of work to make somebody appear innocent mm-hmm. when there is absolutely no way in hell following the logic of the story that that that's just like so far to make it. And it's like that ends up being the whole purpose of the movie is to like prove a certain character's innocence to a certain degree. And even saying that might be spoiling too much but like i don't know it's like we got to talk about this movie in some way and it's just hard to do so (laughs) so vaguely without being a little bit more you know and the 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 overall machinations definitely um there's shades of like joker and that like in like the dark knight and then thereby like you know any blockbuster where like the villain has like a crazy insane plan right to set like all these things would like have to come together for this plan to actually work. Like, you know, you had Joker in the dark Knight, but sure, then you had sure. like, like, um, uh, the villain in Skyfall, 
Well, that's a great con in Star I mean, Trek like, Into a, Darkness. Like, yeah, these types of it's things. Another, it's like, it's okay. another case where it's hard to like fault the movie <clears throat> for that for having such a specific convoluted plan the rest of the entire movie on. But I guess when it's like that's the whole point of the movie, that's maybe why it falls apart for me a little bit. Where it's like I don't know, like they don't really like when you finally find out who did it. It's like, first of all, it's, it's obvious and it's, it's like obvious. It's so obvious that like, you're not expecting it to be this person. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it's like the first person you would expect to be. <laughs> and it's like, oh, it's, it is him. Uh, oh, oops. Uh, or her. I don't know. Um, but, um, I don't know. It just. It and and that's it, part of it, it too. It just seems too easy. Like yeah, like getting to my point is like because it is so easy and because it is that person that you are most expecting. Like right. adding on, like, but we're subverting it because he it was such this convoluted roundabout, almost like tangential thing, in order right. to like make it ironclad. Is like more the twi- it's it's like it's all, like they're it's making the this work. character so yeah. much more of a genius, but then the whole point is that he's that he's not a genius. And that, none of them are. First of all, yeah. I guess that's a, a good element of the story is that none of all of the characters are lying about their own like skill. Yeah, they're all kind of like just suckling at the teat of daddy. Very yeah. succession like, where like he's the only one his. His success has spawned all of their careers, and that's a big yes. focal point of this movie. Is that none of them have really achieved their own success? They're all kind of these adults that have just been handed fame and fortune, right? Yes. And so, um, once again, like in saying that, like whoever this character is is incompetent. It, I guess that's also it's like part of it that they're all kind of incompetent, but then creating this elaborate plan like you even see parts of it being enacted and it's just like it's so hard to even follow when it's happening it's like it's impossible to imagine one person like conceiving of this and like then having a contingency for it going completely awry having a perfect contingency for it going or i don't know like it's it's a little it scrambles your brain a little bit you know Mm. And I, you know, it's a whodunit. I guess that's part of the point. Is it's supposed to make you think? Well, if they're doing this, but wait, but but huh? You know, and like I, that's part of the enjoyment is like going down those rabbit holes. So I don't know. Yeah, it's. I guess my complaint would be, is that level of like competent incompetency? Is that is 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 that? Really, what we're going into, like a who done it for, is well, like the plot twist. I guess here's the the final takeaway for me is with a, a movie like this, a who done it. I think the main goal, if it's a movie especially or a book, either way, or no matter what the format sure. is, is for you the the audience to stop trying to actively solve the mystery yourself and let and get absorbed into the drama of the characters and the world mm-hmm. to the point where you are missing key clues and elements because you're wrapped up in the drama of the story as well. And that's what that's all about. It's all about misdirection and making you think, Oh, this is going on over here. 
But then that was actually happening over here, which this movie, once again, it kind of does. But the fact that it's a little bit too spread out, both spatially and time, uh, it's not it's not a bottle film. This movie no. makes you think that it's a bottle film. It's all in the house. It's not. It intermittently is at the house, which I think is part of the problem is you never really have. I think they all needed to be stuck in one environment mm-hmm. for the duration of the film while this was all happening. I agree. And I think that if that was, I think that was the major thing that was like missing from this is that like, we don't really have a sense of urgency or even there's no reason for these people to be here at many points. They make it clear that they can leave and they kind of just don't. So a lot of the like air, the the holes in logic are just characters not doing things. They're logical because the movie says not to do those things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, whereas like, I think if they kind of had gone more the direction of the trailer and, and, like they were leading you to believe that Daniel Craig shows up, interviews them, and is like, "Oh, by the way, uh, we've ruled this a murder. None of you can leave until this is solved." And then, boom, lock the doors or what the fuck? I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I think that would have been fun. And I, I don't want to just think I'm making my own movie here. You know what I mean? Yeah. But we always end up kind of we veer into that enough. If it's obvious enough, it's like that. That'd be a very simple solution to you know and and that would be more of a twist too i think for what is revealed sure that actually would be like a refreshing change of pace from because then you've the got to actually movie you would actually see all the steps being taken right et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. we have to like keep track of people yeah. more or is this like it was too easy to like when they're like oh this person yeah. is gone for this part it's like so what or like they've all been gone all the time like yeah. there's no <laughs> Like there's no that. And then the sense of time is too stretched out where it's like he got a letter on this date. This was after the funeral. And then this happened. And it's like, it gets so muddled to like where and when things happen because there's like a week between events. Yeah. You know? Yep. Um, but yeah. And you know, I, I know that, that people often say, you know, when you're reviewing a movie, you shouldn't just, say what you would want instead but it's like if i see a movie and it's not working the only way i can really say how it would work is if i suggest a different way it's like well if they took those pieces and went in this direction maybe it would work yeah um yeah the question is always at the end of the day like whenever you're reviewing something it's like what would you have wanted to see right so like the whole point of a review oftentimes is just eloquating like Right. I guess I'm just I'm just trying to say like I don't want, you know, this whole review to be like me trying to make my or us trying to make yeah. our own movie because we weren't satisfied with this one. Um I think uh, I think we're ready for final thoughts. So yeah. Ben, let's let's hear your final thoughts on Knives Out. Uh despite some issues with the plot toward the end, um and some of Ryan Johnson's shenanigans, like this is obviously like a very fun. I appreciated a lot of like when it's on and hitting like the notes that you were kind of going here for, it really is kind of a lot of fun. It's very pulpy. It's very kind of like, um, like deliciously kind of, you know, like little elements of like macabre humor and like, kind of like melodramatic sinister. Like it's a lot of fun. And the cast is having a ball. Daniel Craig's fantastic. Um, you know, 
interestingly shot for the most part uh cool kind of music it's 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 unique and passionate and very well done in its execution i definitely wanted to see where it all like went through and it definitely the first act is like a really promising setup that i think carries you through it's the wind in the sails for the whole movie second act falters for reasons we've described but it does come together for a pretty fun you know genuinely entertaining third act that kind of wraps everything up and you do get satisfaction in the conclusion regardless of our issues with how they got there i think they still earn what transpires for the most part so yeah it's a fun time with the movie it was fun seeing with the crowd seeing people you know laughing it's definitely like a classic theater you know going experience which is fun and i would still recommend it give it a fresh probably six and a half um six and a half uh bounced checks out of of ten um yeah i think this movie is very confusing to me because I do like a lot of it. I like the performances for the most part. I, I like the, the cinematography. I like the, the setting. I like Daniel Craig is amazing. Um, there's just, I think, as it, the movie itself like took over at some point, and instead of going for the ride, I started trying to figure out what it was doing too much maybe and i think a good movie like this it doesn't matter who did it at the end of the day like who who done it is not the important part of a who done it it's how you get to that and i think like laying those clues out for the audience that you can actually go back and find them i think is important and i think mm. the first act of this movie set up a lot of things in a very entertaining way I really loved where it was going with the interviewing the family and finding the little holes that were within there. And I thought they really set up a great story that they could have had a lot of opportunity to explore these actors as family members tearing themselves apart, which you do get little elements of here and there. Um, But the direction it does go in, I think, was trying a little bit too hard to confuse and muddle what was already a really solid foundation. Mm. I thought it it was it ruined that and tried to make it more of a mystery. What was already very mysterious, and I think they almost like kneecapped themselves in that. So I think by the time you get to the reveal, I think it is relatively well earned, but it I think it does lose a lot of that oomph that I had from that beginning. So mm. I think by the end. Uh, it it picked up again, but yeah, that second act really took the wind out of my sails, and it was hard to recover. So uh, I, I'm right there with you, though. I'd probably give it a six, six, um, six cigars out of ten. Hey, someone said six cigars. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of cigars. Lots of cigars. I like cigars. Yeah. Um. So you know, uh, Ryan Johnson. What do you know? I don't know. He's He's a mixed bag. I think he needs to get out of his own way. I think I yeah. think most of the issues with this movie are Ryan Johnson trying too hard to be like meta or yeah. political or whatever the case. Like anything where it's him trying to insert his own bullshit in there. It's <laughs> a wise man once told me, "Kiss, keep it simple, stupid." Yeah. And if this would have just 
gone out of its way and like you said gotten out of its own way and just accepted being a little more simple it yeah. would have elevated everything uh, you know to near perfect probably like eight or nine territory yeah no i mean all the pieces are there yeah like it's all right there and i think it, it just needed to like rearrange something it needed to just tweak it a little bit i think it would have been like really good it's it's a weird how it's gone from like it could have been perfect it's like gone from being perfect to like you just take that one jenga piece out and it's gone from like just right down to mediocre to me you know yeah. like mediocre to like decent um that's similar with uh <laughs> my thoughts on last jedi oddly enough it's like if you just remove the or just recalibrate finn's story from sure. last jedi that's that all in that of itself just doing that makes that whole movie because all the ray jedi shit the actual star wars story is actually pretty sure. neat well and yeah i just i don't know he's like i said i think ryan johnson has gotten too big of an ego from like this whole having the control of this huge fandom and and trying to subvert expectations and that becoming like his go-to move yeah. is so apparent watching this. I mean, like, oh my god, like even this is the name of the character. Okay, I gotta stop. Um, so on that note, that's gonna be our review for Knives Out. I I know we seemed more negative on this. I think it's actually better than what we were saying. So go yeah, check it out. It's fun. Um, it's it's fun. I think it. Yeah, it's all right. Um, go check it out. Uh, what have what are we gonna review next? I don't know. Could be waves. Could be. Uh, could be anything. Anything. There's, there's no. We're not going to speculate because it literally could be anything. They're just uh, spamming movies out right now. Yeah. So stay tuned. And as always, I'm Scott. I'm Ben. This has been a review. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>